Good morning, everybody. Wednesday, 27th of October, and our market up 22, which is pretty good. Futures were up four. Dow Jones is up 16. I wrote a fairly lengthy strategy piece yesterday. No changes to that today. Just a run-of-the-mill bull market day after day at the moment. Tickling along, helped by the US results season. You've probably seen Facebook down 3.9% on its results yesterday. They're expecting their costs to rise in the next or in the next financial year. Microsoft, Google, Twitter had results. Twitter up 3%, Microsoft up 1%, Google down 1%. Those were after hours results, so they'll move tonight. And Apple, Amazon results on Friday. The big end of the results season, the early end of the results season, always seems to help the market. The good results are always at the beginning, investment banks and technology stocks, and then it can peter out. Wouldn't be the first time record highs have been hit at the beginning of a results season. There is a new US results season calendar. We published it yesterday. It's on the tools tab. Sorry, the calendars tab on the website. Oil price seven year high. Aussie dollar over 75 cents. Iron ore price up two and a half percent. But most of the resources were down in international markets overnight. And same thing here. BHP and Rio down a little bit. Tom has got the most shorted stocks section as he does every day in the newsletter in the Marcus Today section every Wednesday. Flight Center, Redbubble, Webjet, the most shorted stocks. BHP also 12th. And a couple of stocks with stories today. Electro Optic Systems, EOS, had a bit of a downgrade today. Share price down 7.2%. A2 Milk, the 13th most shorted stock. You'll probably see that today they've had sales numbers. They're down 10.7% and they've taken the rest of the milk powder stocks with it. SM1 down 3.9%, Bub down 2.9%. So much for the barking dogs today. Tom's just writing A2 Milk up for the Marcus Today section as I speak. The most shorted stock section is a good tool for traders. Stocks that are highly shorted tend to move fast in either direction, but particularly rally hard when there's an excuse to rally because shorts have to cover. So it's a bit of a a trader's treasure chest having a look at what stocks are the most shorted. They tend to be more volatile and not quite on the top 20. In fact, nowhere near the top 20, but one stock today, which has become the subject of a hatchet job, another hatchet job by JCAP, which is a short selling fund, is Vulcan Resources, VUL. And what's happened is JCAP have gone short and then published a piece of research on what they call research, self-interested negatives, I think you'd call it online and Vulcan Resources have gone into a trading halt and put out a statement. And their response, I reckon, is pretty good. But the main point is that if if you get too hot, people are going to throw cold water on you. And that's what this self-centered, self-interested J Capital research is trying to do. And it's all part of the sentiment cycle, I think, and lithium is hot to trot. So it is an obvious place for a short seller to find a victim and get publishing. The Vulcan Resources response, as I say, is quite good. They say they say that the J Capital 
research says, be warned, we are activists, usually on the short side. We are biased. We will profit if these stocks decline and they are short Vulcan. Only 0.96% of Vulcan has been shorted though. Tiny amount really. And Vulcan point out that the report is authored by a Mr. Tim Murray, the co-founder of J Capital, who has lived in China for 19 years, has a degree in Chinese political economy and has no technical qualifications in geothermal energy or lithium extraction. Good call. And the report includes a large number of inaccurate statements and assertions, la la la. And it is clear the report is merely an attempt to profit from shorting Vulcan. We'll see what Vul does when it comes back on, but... It has sort of taken the steam, a bit of steam out of the lithium sector today. Not too much. And on the lithium front, Lion Town, which you'll know if you've read our $12 million man article, Lion Town, which is the stock held by our $12 million man. We wrote about this in July when it was 61 cents and he had bought it as his one stock portfolio and was worth $12 million. Well, the share price now 184 cents. It has tripled since July and our $12 million man is now a $36 million man. Go to our articles section, search 12 million dollar man and you will find the article it's about the risks of putting all your eggs in one basket can be a lot less than putting all your eggs in 20 baskets if you know a heck of a lot about the one stock that you put all your money on and that certainly worked out for him it won't work out obviously for everybody the 12 million dollar man is the exception sorry the 36 million dollar man is the exception which is why we've written about him anyway off lithium for a minute Woolworths had some sales numbers today they described it as one of their most challenging quarters ever big W sales down 17 and a half percent thanks to lockdowns and it seems now that New South Wales is coming out of lockdown and soon Victoria comes out of lockdown from retail point of view their food sales are seeing a slowdown because people aren't eating at home interesting thought they are the opposite of a reopening trade if you remember all the pandemic beneficiaries Woolworths was on the list and I put a chart of their PE in the newsletter yesterday which is up to 30 times from the average of around 21 times over the last five years And the research is getting a little bit negative. You've got Credit Suisse with a recent underperform recommendation, target price 21% below the current share price. Of all the other brokers, the recommendations are downgrade to equal weight, neutral, neutral, hold, neutral, one accumulate recommendation, which is out of date. So Woolworths, not the place to make money as we come out of the pandemic. I think that's the message there. Down 4.2% now. Noticeably another pandemic beneficiary ARB down 3.6% today. I was looking for research on Crown, another barking dog which jumped 8.7% yesterday as the Victorian Royal Commission told them they could keep their license for two years but would lose it if they didn't sharpen up. They almost certainly won't lose it. So they're back in business, share price jumped and you have to imagine that when these lockdowns end the casinos will be swamped So we may be somewhere near the bottom on casinos. They are reopening trades and now the regulatory risk seems to have settled. There's almost no research. Macquarie has got, on Crown that is, Macquarie has got a piece of research today which is a rather boring neutral recommendation target price 
in line with the current share price, no more, no less. But they do make the interesting suggestion that Star Entertainment and Crown might now reconsider a merger. Now the regulatory risk has landed, which might add a further element of interest to bottom buyers. One thing holding Crown back is something Credit Suisse points out that Packer might sell his 36% stake, which could cut both ways. It could be used used as an excuse for a, or a stake to start a bid, or it could overhang the shares. Hard to know. few items on the diary. ANZ has full-year results tomorrow. Macquarie has half-year results on Friday. Hoping those are going to be good. A little bit of results risk as it's hitting all-time highs. NAB results are on Monday. West Packs results are on Tuesday, November the 9th, so not next week, the week after. All the ex-dividends coming up as well. CBA's got a quarterly update on November the 17th. Bank of Queensland ex-dividend tomorrow. We've got inflation to num- numbers today at 11.30. And two last items. After that jump in Tesla, which put it over a trillion dollar market cap, after they got a $4.2 billion order for cars from Hertz, the company is now up 1,100%, and that's a 10 bagger 11 bagger in three years and elon musk is now the richest man in the world 288 billion dollars he's worth jeff bezos is second with 192 billion and elon musk is worth more than on his own is worth more than intel merck chevron costco at&t mcdonald's morgan stanley and 460 other companies in the s&p 500 but is he happy looks pretty happy lastly evergrande the chinese property stocks took a bit of a dive yesterday they were having a nice recovery going into the end of last week but they're all running scared of the suggestion nothing official suggestion that chinese authorities have told the billionaire founder of evergrande who is worth 7.8 billion by the way he used to be worth 42 billion they've asked him to use his own funds or his own wealth to bail out evergrande and that sent the share price of the whole property development sector down because it suggests that the chinese government are not considering a government bail out but are going to along or along the lines of their common prosperity policy are going to ask the billionaires to bail out the companies rather than the government so the whole sector took a bit of a dive yesterday I don't think we need to worry about Evergrande blowing up at the moment. All sorts of things seem to be going right. Someone paid at the last minute their last interest payment on Saturday. No one seems to know who paid it. Maybe the billionaire founder paid it. But that was just before the 30-day grace period expired. So they avoided an official default. There's another grace period ending on October the 29th. We'll see if that gets paid as well. But that's obviously helped sentiment. Plus the China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission has said they're going to support home buyers and banks have said they're going to start easing mortgage financing. Two state-owned mortgage lenders are speeding up loans to developers and mortgages for home buyers. And China's banking regulator has said that Evergrande won't have a major impact on the credit profile of the sector as a whole. So this Evergrande market bomb is quietly being diffused at the cost of a few billionaires perhaps and the market seems to be relaxing a bit we'll see what happens today it is the most potentially precipitous left field issue that could blow up but doesn't look like it will so bank results coming up european central bank meeting on thursday 
RBA meeting next week, Melbourne Cup meeting next week, FOMC meeting next week. Plenty to look forward to. Meanwhile, the market tickles along. The bull market tickles along. Telstra doing well today, up 2.5%. I will be launching my new portfolios on, I think I got the date wrong yesterday, on Saturday 6th of November and starting the marker spy section on Tuesday 9th of November, along with the MP portfolio, the Maverick portfolio, in which we can do whatever we want. So launching on the Saturday, starting on Tuesday the 9th. Looking forward to that. That's about that then. As I leave you, Dow futures up 33, not telling us much. Inflation numbers in 15 minutes in Australia might affect what the RBA do. ANZ results tomorrow. Let's see what they do with the dividend, how close they get to normalizing it. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 